This is episode 68 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk about Microsoft bringing back heroes, SimCity adding Colgate-sponsored DLC, and then we play Fill in the Blank. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. And I'm Mitch. And that is it. So. For now, anyways. Yeah, you guys are stuck with us for a little bit. Uh, it's just a two-man show. Me and Mitch have been working on an act. Uh, it, it is a 45-minute two-man vaudeville act. And it, it just yeah. ends when Eddie finishes the last line and I go, the aristocrats. Yeah, so we're going to start now, and prepare to have your mind blown for 45 minutes. It's going to be kind of like Patton Oswalt's filibuster about Star Wars Episode Seven. Okay, what is that? I've been seeing people link to that, but I haven't looked at it. It's apparently a thing he did for Parks and Rec, where he has to filibuster at the town council, so he just starts making up the plot of Star Wars Episode Seven. Uh-huh. And he just, like, he starts off like doing star wars stuff and then he's just like because disney also owns marvel then suddenly the avengers come in and then they're fighting the x-men and the also the avengers and just goes really crazy for like eight minutes just referencing all this like really specific nerdy shit like (laughs) he he brings up moon knight like who even knows who moon knight is (laughs) if you don't read comic books so how long is the video it's like eight minutes of him just going off nice yeah it's pretty good so today they announced, I guess I was I was confused because I thought that they had already said this, but apparently they that there's going to be Star Wars movies, what, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, and every two years is going to be um, episode 7, 8, 9, and then in between those is going to be standalone movies. Yeah, I, I thought they already said that too, but apparently today was like the official confirmation of that. Yeah. So is J.J. Abrams doing all of them or just the episodes? Just the episodes. Okay. Yeah, he's just doing the episodes. So is it just me or is like a Star Wars movie every year for like a few years sound like way too many Star Wars movies? Sounds like too many. I could take it. It was just like four or five years. I think I could take it. I mean, I'm going to speak for Anthony here um, because Anthony has the point that we've lived in a drought for so long. It's fine to have a flood. And I can agree with that to a point. We might feel differently if these movies suck. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, see, I think the reason people are okay with all like the the Marvel movies is that generally Spider-Man, you know, being the exception, generally they're pretty good movies. Yeah, they turn so. out pretty good. So, I mean, that's a good point. They they've been Marvel kind of had a blitz over the last like five or six years where they had one, and they did okay. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, you well, just prove you just proved me okay with it, Mitch. Yeah. So I guess depending on how the first couple of movies for Star Wars roll out, then you know. Yeah, you get like an Iron Man, you know, a Thor, Captain America. You can kind of roll with it. Yeah, you get like a Boba Fett movie because you know that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a Boba Fett movie because that'll that'll put butts in seats. I guess so. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. So we should find something we can argue about because that makes for a more entertaining thing. What is something that we just hate each other for? Besides you being racist against my brown skin, and besides you being racist against all other races, including. Canandia. Yeah, which is apparently a race. If you're keeping up with podcast canon, mm-hmm. um, in the in the would, in podcast lore, Canada. It would be is a funny race. if we put together like a podcast canon, and then we could we could probably have like a really strange, very strange canon if you look back at it. Yeah, it'd be like an alternate Earth where we decide like the progress of humanity. And, the, and I think the others live in Canada. Don't we establish that somewhere that the White Walkers, <laughs> but they're like. Like Caucasian, <laughs> yeah, they're just they they're just white Canada. people, yeah, yeah, just white people that live in Canada, and they're yeah. the others, yeah. yeah. And that I've... we and that we just got the fugitive up here. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that was from last week too. Where I joked yeah. that we had just gotten the fugitive because I kept quoting it. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. It didn't happen. So we're, we're I conning it. Yeah, we're just gonna retcon it. Forget canon. Um. Today I found out something really crazy. I think I told you there's a dude from my church that was in um, that was in uh, Borderlands 2. 
Yes, you did. He was Salvador in Borderlands 2. Yeah, you did. You told me that. Yeah, I thought he was the gun zerker. Or is that the gun zerker, Salvador? So, yeah, Salvador is the gun zerker. Okay. So so I was telling somebody about that at work. I was like, yeah, yeah, this guy, you know, a friend of mine from church, he was uh, the gun zerker in Borderlands 2. He's like, oh, cool. And I was like, yeah, he was in some animes too. I was like, I think he was in Evangelion and stuff. And he was like, oh, cool. What was he in? And so then I was like, well, let's just look him up. And I looked at this guy's like filmography on IMDb, and I'm like, holy crap. I need to be better friends with this person. <laughs> Why? <I> was like, <laughs> what else has he like, been in? He's in like so many of my favorite things. Like he's he is Commander Akari in Evangelion. Really? Yeah. So huh. he's like Gendo Akari. So he's like pretty much the main bad guy of Evangelion. He's in Soul Eater, which I've been wanting to watch um, because I hear it's awesome. He is in. Let's see. He was in Friday Night Lights. He was in Halo Legends. He is in Dragon Ball Z Kai, the TV series that gets rid of all the ridiculous stuff and just has the awesome fights oh nice he was in the game the gun stringer okay he was in trigun full metal alchemist oh crap he was in bubblegum crisis he was in spriggan a movie that i've seen he was in the devil may cry tv series wait there, there was a tv series of devil may cry yeah there was like an anime series of it huh and he was in that he was in uh macross is that how you pronounce it macross macross yeah, like yeah. the it's a kind of Gundam-y show, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm I am familiar. Yeah, I get. I mean, I don't know anything about it, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a Gundam type show. He was in the Xenosaga TV series. What? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. He was in the movie Ray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking at all this. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, he was in Full Metal Panic. He was in all kinds of stuff. Noir. That was another anime that I feel like I've seen a lot of places. He was in Street Fighter 2. The Excel Saga. He was in Walker, Texas Ranger. And he was in all the 90s um, uh, Evangelions and stuff. Okay, that's pretty... Yeah, you do definitely need to be better friends with this guy. Yeah, I mean, I knew he went to, like, cons and did stuff, but I'm like, man, this is crazy. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. You should be like, hey, I have voice acting experience. I was Westheimer on the League World. <laughs> also, I was a random soldier in Red vs. Blue season six. Yeah, that's true. You were. I remember that. <laughs> Duh. So, yeah, I, could, I, I just need to be a better friend with this man. Apparently. Yeah. That's he also awesome. runs like a barbecue company or something. I don't know. Why is this because guy so cool? He's a very cool guy. Jeez. I need to be his friend. We should get him on the podcast. Yeah, get him on the podcast, and he can just voice things. Yeah, that'd be awesome. He could, like, do the intro in Salvador's voice. He could be... He should just do... He should take David Hayter's job. I thought we agreed that, according to Podcast Canon, I was taking David Hayter's job. Well, you've been fired. Oh, okay. I found a professional. <laughs> I'm a professional <laughs> voice I'm a professional voice actor in Canada. I don't know. Have you heard your vaudeville act, Mitch? Not very good. Actually, my, my radio teacher said that my old-timey radio voice was really good, but not appropriate for the classroom. Oh, weren't you doing it one time? Yeah, I was. And he's like, you're going to learn or screw around. Did he say it was good? That doesn't sound like he praised you at all, actually. Okay, no, my classmate said it was good. Okay, so you just lied to I've, the podcast yes, again. I did. If anyone's keeping a track on this, Mitch is just a liar on the podcast. Well, generally it's because you believe anything I tell you about Canada. Yeah. Tell me something really crazy about Canada that's true. Really or no, do two truths and a lie about Canada. Two truths and a lie about <laughs> Canada. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm, while you think about that, I'm going to say something really strange. You guys, no one can talk to me right now. <laughs> I'm talking to podcast listeners like they can answer back to me. But the little buzzy things that you get at restaurants that tell you when it's like your turn to go, Mitch had never seen them before. They are not in Canada. Or at least not on any restaurants that I've been to. No, you know what? I have lived in both sides of this country, east and west, and I've never seen one of those. Yeah. Maybe not as many people go to restaurants. You don't need robots to tell you when it's your turn to eat. Probably not. That was at Chewy's, right? Yeah, that was at Chewy's here. But yeah, Mitch was like amazed by that. What else was I? What else was I? I was constantly being amazed by things when I was down in Houston. The heat. The heat. Yep. Um, I don't remember what else. There were a couple things. But yeah, the the restaurant buzzy thing was one that I was really surprised about. 
Oh yeah, so that I, was like to tell us that our table was ready, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. 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 Yeah, that's how you know when you can eat. Yeah. The robot. The robot man tells you. <laughs> yeah, in Canada, we just roll up to a restaurant. And they're like, "I'm glad you braved the blizzard. Here, have a table." Mm. Actually, it did not snow once where I live this year. Really? Yep. Not a single drop. I have a friend going to Canada tomorrow, and he says where he's going, it's snowing. Where's he going? I don't know. That's why I used very vague. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. If it's anywhere else but here, actually, it probably is snowing. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm below the 49th parallel. The what? The dividing line between Canada and the United States. That's like States. one of the Bioshock Infinite worlds. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that the one where... Uh, never mind. I was about to spoil. Oh, no, I'm just going to spoil. I'm going to keep leaving it. Is that the one where... Uh... Yes. Okay. That's not a spoiler. Sure it is. Yeah, okay. I'll bleep it anyways. Eh, maybe you shouldn't. You can figure it out. Okay. I'll... People get mad at this. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay, now I'm mad at you for giving me extra work to do because I wasn't going to bleep the the other one, but now I'm going to bleep that one. Okay. Yeah. It's a crazy thing about Canada. There's one province in Canada where everybody only speaks French. How many provinces are in Canada? No idea. Nine. Really? Nine? Pretty sure. We've got 50 states, so yeah. we're at least 41 better than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have nine. 41 what? It doesn't matter. We're just 41 better. We have nine provinces and then three territories. Why are they different? No idea. The territories are up north and they also suck. You should know this, Mitch. I don't. I'm sorry. Hey, Jeff is here. He's about to join he's about to join and we're about to jump into a game and actually talk about gaming news here. We weren't really stalling for Jeff to get here, but it kinda it's nice that it worked out that way. Yeah. This actually felt like an episode of the giant bombcast where we talk about random shit for forty six minutes before we it was it, it wasn't forty six minutes? No, they did that one time though. A couple uh-huh. weeks ago. They had like a forty six minute filibuster. Mm, I see. Yeah, it was. It did not make for good radio, but this did. All right, welcome Jeff James to the podcast. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. We were just talking about how weird Canada is. Canada is a weird place. I've never actually been there. Yeah, I, Mitch know, was... I know it's weird from from TV and movies. I asked Mitch to give me two truths and a lie about Canada, and he was just about to deliver. All right, let's hear him. Okay, so in Canada, we drive our cars on the left side of the road. I mean, the wrong side of the road. Damn it, never mind. <laughs> See, I, I, I've, I've had this theory that Canadians are incapable of lying, that it's been <laughs> bred out of their race. I meant to say right side of the road, and then I was going to say our speed is charted in kilometers. Is that true? That is true. Okay. Yeah. Your military like does speed in kilometers as opposed to miles. No, they don't. They crazy. They do. No, they don't. How do you know? You're not. You're not in the U.S. military. Because do you know it for Battlefield. We, yes, actually, I was going to say in Battlefield Three, the speedometers <laughs> and kilometers. Game. That's a video game, Mitch. I am going to look it up. And it takes place in an alternate future where the sun is dying because the sun is too bright. Where where fields must be battled. Yes. You cannot have learned that from Battlefield. Sure he can. Sure I can. Shuriken. That's what ninjas sure. throw. Okay, um, so... <laughs> video games. Video games is really, right? Down to video games. One interesting video game thing before we get to our game. We're actually going to play a game this week. In Australian, uh, South African, and North American slang and military usage. North America could mean anything. Hmm. It could mean Canada or America. <laughs> I choose to believe Canada. Okay. No, our, so, our military uses miles per hour. Why? No. Why would they do it backwards? That's a lie. Okay. That is. See, I just lied to you. No, but you just told me the truth now. So you were yeah, but you lied and then immediately explained that you were lying. That kind of defeats <laughs> the purpose of lying. You didn't even let it let it linger. I'm new at lying. Okay. You have to. You have to let it linger. Okay. Uh, uh, how did they know that that was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so actual video game news before we talk about other game, some for our game, uh, video game news. Um, Jeff sent an article over today about Microsoft actually is going to be relaunching Heroes on Xbox Live. I knew that Microsoft was going to be the because this whole thing is that like the three big kind of 
kind of uh, content services out there. I mean, Hulu's one, but I feel like the three big ones are Amazon, Netflix, and Xbox Live, in a sense, um, mm. just in terms of the amount of subscribers they have paying subscriptions to them. Um, and it's interesting because Microsoft really doesn't have that much unique content that they're pushing, but they really want to start. And so I knew that they were going to make a big push for content soon. I mean, Amazon is doing a Zombieland series. Netflix is doing Arrested Development. They've had some other shows. Um, and I guess now Microsoft is going to be la- relaunching Heroes. Yeah, well, and actually, like, uh, so Amazon has, like, seven different pilots they're doing. Netflix yeah. has a show called Hemlock Grove that's launching, like, this weekend. So so they're doing a bunch of original shows. So the thing about the, the Xbox MSN thing, like, I feel like they've kind of tried to do original content before, but it's always been... Like they have the guild, they do the guild the, and stuff. I I feel like they basically did stuff that was on the level of YouTube. I mean, I I like yeah. the guild, but yeah. it, it's not like, you know, it, it doesn't hold a candle to the kind of stuff that Netflix has already pulled off and that Amazon is about to start doing. So I mean, yeah, Xbox would really have to step up their game to com- if that if that's the level they want to compete at. Heroes is a really weird choice, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's like, hey. Netflix is bringing back the beloved Arrested Development, and then <laughs> Microsoft is bringing back Heroes. The which show was that good was for good. one season. It, it was good for like ninety-five percent of one season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I, st- I, I, stopped, I didn't read a whole lot. Um, yeah. I didn't read a whole lot about it. I mean, is it relaunching from where it ended off? Well, so I think the theory is that it would be set in the same world with new characters, and if they can convince the actors <laughs> to accept, like, uh-uh. you know, probably cheap paydays, they would get, like, guest roles from the existing characters. Whereas, like, Zombieland just kind of recast everybody. Which I think is, honestly, is the smarter idea. Oh, yeah. Just recast it and just start doing your own thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, Zombieland is more of like a, a an adaptation rather than yeah. necessarily a sequel, or at yeah. least that's I, like I haven't watched the pilot yet. You can actually like if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can yeah, you watch can already watch something. the pilot. Yeah. yeah, which is the other interesting like part of what they're doing. Amazon is doing at least is they're like, okay, we're going to throw all these shows out there, and people are going to tell us what they want want us to actually like turn into a full series. That's pretty cool. Like that's the, that's the Amazon deal. Netflix has been doing it so that they fund an entire season all at once. So and then they're going to release it all at once, which is kind of cool. Yep. So like when House of Cards came out, it was all th- thirteen episodes at once. When Hemlock Grove comes out on Sunday, it'll be all thirteen episodes. And then when Arrested Development comes out, like at the end of May, it'll be like fifteen episodes all at once. People are going to so, devour those things in like a week. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I wonder like what. Me- like what Microsoft wants to do, you know, like yeah. are they? Because when they did the Guild, it was like weekly, weekly right? yeah, it was weekly yeah. releases, so it was more like traditional TV style. Like, I wonder if they'll shoot for that, or if they'll go for the same kind of stuff that Amazon and Netflix are doing. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's just, it's still. I'm kind of like glad another... that like I, I, I want to see more. Like I, I want to see more. I guess digital channels, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I was just going to say, I like the idea of there being, like, Netflix basically being a cable channel yeah. or Amazon Instant being a cable channel. Like, I, I want it to be like that. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, well, because I just, I just want cable to be able, for you to be able to purchase cable channels a la carte anyway. Um, and so you can actually kind of do that with some of these guys. Um, right. Yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of what we were saying last week about how the difference between... Uh, Microsoft and Sony kind of going to the next gen. Like Microsoft really wants to be a content platform, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Sony wants wants to be like a creation platform, a, a, a creation and social platform. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like okay, Heroes is kind of interesting, but if Microsoft really wants to do it, they need to start announcing like big original shows that are like you know signature Microsoft shows. Like that. That's the thing. Like. Arrested Development is sort of a, a Trojan horse for Netflix. It it's only going to be one season, and it's more to convince people to like 
buy into their original series ideas. Like the other shows are the ones they're more invested in. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like Microsoft, like, okay, it's interesting to bring heroes back, but (laughs) you know, like they, they need stuff that is like their show, not something that they picked up. I mean, because yeah. that was the other thing about the guild is that it wasn't their show. Why it was... didn't they just continue doing Forward Unto Dawn as a live action series? I know, God, Jeff. I don't know if you've watched it, but the Forward Unto no, Dawn miniseries is actually really good. That I was think... the Halo show, right? I yeah, it's got, like, it's got like it a Battlestar Galactica feel to it. Hmm. I think they actually yeah. took it off YouTube now, though. Really? Yeah, I mean, it, it is zone. fantastic. Yeah. I was really impressed with it. Like, I have some friends that didn't play a whole lot of video games that, like, really, that just watched it because they're like, oh, that looks neat. And then they watched it and they ended up buying it on Blu ray and stuff. They're like, this is pretty cool. But yeah, it's, it's good. Better than bringing heroes back. Yeah. I only watched the first season and then I was like, no. That's about all you needed to watch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm curious. Like, if it's the kind of thing where you can watch it if you have an Xbox Live Gold membership and you don't have to yeah. pay more, yeah. I'll probably check it out. But, you know, that's not something I'm going to pay extra money to watch. Why doesn't Microsoft, like, even the way they released Ford into Dawn was only on Halo Waypoint. Like, why not just put it out as a big Xbox Live thing and treat it like an original show? You mm-hmm. know? And, like, keep, continue making Halo stuff because Ford into Dawn was actually really good. And obviously, there's a demand for it. Yeah. So, some other video game news that came out today before we move on to the game is the stuff about SimCity. Um, that SimCity actually is going to be having uh, more downloadable content. That is pretty much all advertisements. Yeah, and the right. only way to get it, it's like, okay, if you want to add a Colgate building to your city, you have to go and buy Colgate and get a code. It's not like you go buy the the DLC. It is literally you have to buy a product to plug in a code to get fucking advertising. Yeah, uh, here, yeah. here's the thing. Make your sim smile with the attraction set. Five fun tourist hotspots that will not only make your sim happy, but bring in more tourists. If you want these, you gotta buy specially marked Crest or Oral-B products to receive the code good for all five attractions. Ugh. <laughs> can this game get, like, any worse? Like, can it really... That's. I mean, that's pretty fucking bad. I mean, how could they... Like, okay, I can understand, like, having special launch promotional... Like, other games have done stuff like that where you, you bought Dr. Pepper and you got a code for DLC or something. But it was like... I want to say it was like a gun in Gears of War or something like that, you know? I got Dr. Pepper camo in Battlefield 3. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. It was stuff like that. Oh, okay, who cares? But, like, for your I first... Do. Well... I, the thing is, like, for your first quote-unquote legitimate DLC to be advertising, and and it's not some kind of launch promotion, that's bullshit. And see, the thing is, they still haven't fixed the agents, so if you don't plop down those attractions right next to the highway, they're not even going to fucking work. Right. I mean, so I guess they haven't even said when the 2.0 patch is going to come out that's supposed to fix everything that, like, the traffic issues, right? You mean it's supposed to make it a game that is playable? Right, right. Is that the theory? Supposedly. Suppose that's what they say. But yeah, there's no release date for that yet, I don't think. Yeah. Uh I was already pretty much never gonna buy it anyway, so you know. It's really sad. It's just like I seriously can't understand like what just like what they were thinking. <laughs> I mean, you have to guess that this was like this was the idea all along, was that they're like Hey, it's a city. Advertising is in cities. We can totally sell advertising. It'll be great. Yeah. I mean, what was the line that Ben Kuchera wrote on Penny Arcade that not only are they selling a game to gamers, they are selling gamers to advertisers? Yeah. Right. It's the, well, no, it's the same kind of business model that, that Facebook and Google have where you're not the customer, you're the product. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and... That there's a reason people get upset about that kind of stuff after a while. Yeah. Oh EA. No worst EA. company ever, right, guys? Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> get, they're getting up there. Okay, so this week we're gonna play a game. I am not as sexy of an announcer as Nick is um, regarding these games, but we are going to play fill in the blank uh, with some different topics. Game time. <laughs> there you go. 
Game time. <laughs> so the first topic, I still, I, the reason I blanked out there is because I haven't thought of a word yet. I was like, oh, I haven't <laughs> thought about my words. <laughs> um, so I'll let you guys go first. Um, Make Jeff go first. Oh God, I have nothing. You, I'm always terrible at these games. <laughs> I know you're like the most like vocabulous of us, and it's just because he thinks know. we're not ready for his jelly. That's yeah. only the real reason. So the first thing we're going to talk about: um, Valve refunded Bioshock Infinite to a cust- for a customer after they complained um, about the game's baptism scene that happens early on. Spoilers. Uh, I almost said a spoiler for Mitch to bleep out, forgetting that Jeff hasn't played the game. <laughs> so that was really good. <laughs> that was I, really I, good. That I I've played it up. Just... I played it up to Finkstown, so I'm like five hours in. Okay, I seriously almost just spoiled like the hell out of the game. Oh God, I would have like thrown my laptop across the room. Anyway, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so relieved. I would have a lot. Such I'm... A dick move. Yeah. Yeah, you I did it earlier. <laughs> you, can't, you can't bleep my ears, Eddie. You can't bleep my ears. Wow. You mean the spoiler that DeWitt is the protagonist? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is the protagonist. Um, okay, so anyway, like there's a baptism scene early on, and Valve refunded this to a customer after he complained about it uh, for religious reasons that he was a Christian and he was very offended by this. So, Jeff, Valve refunding Bioshock Infinite after a customer complained about it based on religions, religious reasons is blank. (laughs) Uh, I want to say something like anti-disestablishmentarianism because I have nothing. Ugh. Dumptacular. There you go. Dumbtacular. All right, Mitch. Stupid. <laughs> I'm going to say good customer service. Okay, that is like fill in the sentence, Eddie. I did it. All right. <laughs> I'm running the game. Who run Barter Town? All right, Mitch, why is it stupid? Okay, so even if he had a problem with, like, doing a fake baptism in a video game, like, what if he got to the part of the game where you are actively murdering dozens of people? Like, what if he wanted to refund the game? Then? Yeah, what if he? What if he was like, I bought this shooter and then <laughs> I wanted to refund it because of the shooting? I don't know. I just think it's like a weird. Uh, I guess it's good on Valve to refund it, but I still. That's why I said good customer service. Yeah, because it's like you yeah, know, yeah. It's good on Valve to kind of refund it, but I think this guy is just getting his panties in a twist over nothing. Yeah. It, it yeah. I actually think that that's a particularly good point because if you're okay with horribly, like, brutally murdering people... And he said he loved the first game, so he's not which new is, which to Bioshock. Is totally, yeah, yeah, and, like, the original Bioshock is totally gruesome and full of political stuff and... Isn't there some religious stuff in the first Bioshock? It's not as overt, but I want to say there's some stuff there too, isn't there? Well, the banner for Rapture, it says, like, no gods, no kings, only man. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because that's part of like objectivism. Um. Yeah. Okay. So that's completely ridiculous for him to be totally cool with all the violence and everything else that that he surely should have known and been like, nope, baptism. I mean, does he stop watching movies if there's baptism in them? Was it the fact that he had to get? It, it was a the baptism? fact that he had to get baptized. That as a character, he had to get ba- like. That there was no choice to not get baptized because he it, it was a weird thing where he was like my character is entering into this baptism lightly and doesn't care about it so I don't want him to do it and then but what about all the murders he enters into lightly it's, it's, it's not like a choice game you are not making Dewitt's decisions for him like you just gotta right, press yeah. the button to have Dewitt do yeah. the things. Yeah, I have to say, and this is I'm gonna I'm trying not to be spoilery here since Jeff has not played it. The baptism thing is actually really important. Um it's just it comes up, you know, um in a few ways um as the game goes on. And, and I'm I'm actually not surprised like baptism Christian uh symbolism is common throughout pop culture. Like yes. there's so like there's so many cases you can point to where like I, like there's a scene I that I, I, I want to say there's a scene in Mad Men where he goes to the ocean. And it's totally like symbolic. Oh yeah, baptism, yeah. You know, and like 
you can you, there's so many places you can point to and I'm sure this isn't the first game that has had some kind of religious symbolism in it but <sighs> well see it's interesting like as as like a Christian like the baptism scenes like rubbed me wrong too but they're supposed to because right. Um, especially as later on in the game, because like it's it's there's a sense of perversion about this like ritual, you know, um, that I I think that if it had been any other religion, it still would have been still would have rubbed wrong because it's supposed to. It's you know what I mean like it's it, when you're perverting the meaning of something and right. putting these other things on it, like it like anything that's like a a perversion of what it's supposed to be feels unnatural and feels. Uh, wrong, and I and I think he. It's funny, like you felt the right thing, <laughs> you know what right. I mean. Like as a player, you felt what you were supposed to feel, and for some reason, that was like way too repulsive from him to separate kind of that artistic thing from like his personal, um, I guess his personal beliefs. And so it was. It's it's really interesting. Um, yeah, and you're not even being baptized as like any specific religion. You're just being baptized as a Colombian. Yeah, is the way I, uh, is the way I took it anyway. And it's their religion; it's not even Christianity. No, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it's their weird brand of Colombian, like baptism. Pa- like patriotic, yeah, religion. Americanism. Now, now, what's interesting? It's interesting. Like, I'm not. I'm not even pulling a, a card here about Christians getting made fun of because Lord knows that Christians have done their fair share of of obnoxious whatever (laughs) um but it is interesting if that had been like if that had been a scene where it perverted like um like like a muslim or a jewish or a buddhist right i i feel like developers wouldn't have stepped on that you know what i mean like i feel like people generally don't like to step on that kind of stuff um, but part of it is because I feel like Christianity is kind of a big thing in pop culture that it's okay to kind of pervert those things. So I felt it was weird, like I like reading comments and responses to this, to people calling this guy like a total idiot and stuff like that. I'm like, well, you know, I mean, it's just someone that's taking his religion too seriously in that regard. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I feel like well, that it, would, it, that's a common thing cross religion. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and I also kind of like obviously not having finished the game, but when I see something like that from a, a writer that I trust, I usually assume that they've put it in there for a reason. For a reason, yeah. You know, and, and that there's, there's a like... Total, like, totally good reason. Right. <laughs> and so, so by being close-minded, this guy is basically just missing out yep. on the payoff for that discomfort that he experienced, which is, that's what's more disappointing. You know, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't get to have that critical thinking and sort of analyze his his own beliefs i'm sure because like that's that's the thing I, I feel like if anything um pop culture should challenge your beliefs yeah and if and if you aren't willing to you know analyze something that that you don't necessarily agree with and and sort of unpack why you disagree with it mm-hmm. then that's just so limited and closed-minded you'll never like I feel like the only way to deepen your beliefs is by analyzing. Oh, absolutely, them. yeah. So I mean, that's that's what's more disappointing about it. Um, Mitch, tell us what you think about God. I'm kidding. We're not going to go there. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I don't even consider myself a Christian. I'm not. A, I'm, not I'm not a religious person, but I, it's something that I, I do still think about a lot. So, you know. Mitch- Mitch, did that like suck the air out of you for one second where you're like, oh, oh God. No, I was just like, do you really want me to talk about that? It's funny, like the entire time Jeff was like, um, you know, being closed-minded and stuff, I just had like a million things from our atheism bouncing around in my head just being like, oh, big surprise. Christian doesn't want his faith poked at. <laughs> and honestly, uh, like I'm not I'm not like a little shithead like everyone in our, athe- our atheism is. I just want to put that out there. So, But yeah, yeah it's just like, you know, by... Like, like just like Jeff said by limiting yourself like you're missing out on like a really incredible game because you couldn't stand to be offended for like two seconds before you got on to shooting people in the face and it's supposed to make you uneasy yeah like, like you felt it's so it's so funny when people feel what they are supposed to feel about something and then get really upset about it you know like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean well that also makes me like I've, I'm only a couple hours into spec, op, spec Ops the line but it's very clear, very quickly that that game wants you to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and there are moments later in the game where, like, the like the you know, like the main character, like, does some terrible things, and the game is 
it, you're, there's supposed to be this kind of tension and this weird, you know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to be really uncomfortable. Right. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's not like, supposed to make sense. About, like, and, you some know. of the narrative stuff that happens later. And I, I'm already, like, you know, within, like, 15, 20 minutes of playing it, I was already getting the vibe that, you know, I was not supposed to be just sort of zoning out and, and letting this go. Like, the characters were already commenting on the bad shit that was happening. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah. It's supposed to. I, I it's want, supposed to frustrate you, even like it's supposed to I frustrate you. Like I want more experiences that challenge me because I feel like that to me is a sign of growth in the medium. You yeah. know, like games really won't like grow as a medium until you can have that huge, wide range of experiences, like the the popcorn entertainment and the stuff that makes you feel uncomfortable. You know, like that's that's part of the reason why movies are so. Um, powerful is that you know you can watch a movie that that makes you laugh and you can make watch a movie that just like destroys you emotionally. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think games will ever like achieve like a Schindler's List or something like that. I don't know if that's ever going to be possible, but eh. anyway, I think it's I think this kind of story is actually a good sign in in some ways for the rest of us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah, not not for that one guy. <laughs> but good on Valve for refunding him because, like, yeah, it, it it would it would be easy to kind of point a finger at. And I'm not just saying this because he's a Christian and whatever. But like, I think I think I I feel like people are too glib about religion sometimes. Like, I, I get so mad. Like, and when people do about anything, like when Christians do about Muslims or when you know, mm-hmm. but right. like, because religion's like a deeply, deeply, deeply personal important thing to people and when people just like crap on it to a person you know what I mean like right. if you just call that's someone an idiot for having a personal like that's yeah. like to me that it, there's nothing more offensive than that yeah. you know and and nothing more like more disrespectful and you know what I mean so it's 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 weird I mean, like, it would have been easy for Val to just dismiss this guy you know um and so, well, so let's let, like separate it from the religious issues. I think you are right that that you know good customer service. I'm all for gaming moving more and more towards you know digital stuff. That's that's part of like the the buying the PC. I'm more and more comfortable. You know, I bought Bioshock Infinite full price digital. I bought Tomb Raider digital. I'll I I will probably lean towards getting most AAA games that are on the PC digital like I don't even have a CD drive and I think one of the major downsides of this you know move towards digital is the fact that you can't get refunds from Mm -hmm. pretty much like none of the the digital retailers offer refunds I want to say like or or it has to be like really serious like special circumstances Um, yeah yeah yeah, it's like (laughs) Hey, your game isn't working. Can I get a refund? No, but you can have Medal nah. of Honor Warfighter. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I wish that it was... like I, f- I feel like people would be a lot more willing to jump in uh, wholeheartedly if they knew that they could get refunds or if maybe if there was a system where they could you know trade something in. That's one of the things that... Uh, Eddie, I know you had a lot of trouble with Green Man Gaming, but... Um, they that's actually the- gave me more credit today. Oh, they did? Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, because, I, because I have, of all the issues I have, I'm like, no, you guys already gave me a free game. Like, now I feel guilty. <laughs> it's 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 funny. I have two dollars of credit from them that I don't know what it's from. I, like, I just I, I've bought two. I, I bought Resident Evil Five, which is so incredibly buggy on the PC that I can't even play it. And um, I bought uh, Borderlands Two because it was like twenty bucks. And and suddenly I have like two dollars of credit. Anyway, one of the cool things they do. And I think it, this doesn't work for Steam DRM games, but you can trade in digital games. Some, like some of the games you can buy from Green Man Gaming, you can actually trade in for credit, which is crazy. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know what games, like you know, everything I've wanted to buy from them has been a Steam game. So I don't, I don't know what it would take to I mean, actually. It like, seems like it would be possible if you could like deregister, you know, what I mean, like unregister a game. Right. You know what I mean, and remove it, and then that yeah, key like, become, should become available for someone else. You know, right. so right. I know Steam's talked about playing with it before. You know, but yeah, yeah it, 
you'd have to like revoke the license and then make sure and delete the files. And I'm sure there'd be somebody who'd figure out a way to get around it. But yeah, the thing is, I almost kind of feel like you have to build that sort of system and just assume that the pirates are, are going to do what they're going to do anyway, you know? Yeah. yeah, I think you just have to ignore them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, that discussion that sucked. We're just on the first one. That was really terrible. So that was, yeah, was pretty awful. I guess we should move on to the second one just to salvage that awful thing. Well, hey, hey, it actually uh, kind of kind of transitions into Ubisoft uh, Montreal CEO says that he thinks that the gaming audience is ready for Always Online. So, with that in mind, I think I just gave away part of the fill in the blank. But anyway, I'll start over. Ubisoft Montreal CEO thinks that gamers are ready for Always Online. He's blank. Delusional. Okay. He's right. Okay. It, yeah, he's right. Oh snap! Damn, uh, I don't even know what to say now. But say something. <laughs> just any, just first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Go. He's, he's made of butts. <laughs> God, oh, I'm deer in headlights. Uh, he's an EA plant. Done. <laughs> Are you saying that EA put a mind worm in his brain? Yes. Okay. Or they knew this moment was coming and they installed him as CEO years ago. <laughs> Eddie, why are you a crazy conspiracy theorist? No. <laughs> because uh, drugs. <laughs> okay, Jeff, you say he's right. Why do you say that? Okay, so I think the key thing he says is need to provide clear benefits. I, I th he makes two points. In that, like, I think it's fair to say that we're already always online. Like, if... I want to. I'd be interested to see numbers, but I would bet that most people that have consoles or gaming PCs have them plugged directly into uh, an internet connection, and they're always online. This if that is, is not to sound like muslin talk to me, Jeff. <laughs> hey, Adam Orth, get off this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I'd be, I would be curious to know though, like how common it is for someone to ha like pay for a console but not always be online. I'm sure it happens. I'm sure there are cases where it does happen because I know there are still people out there that use dial-up internet. Like I, I know that's a thing. Um, even though, like me personally, I've I've had always online setups for years now, so it feels like, from my perspective, what he's saying totally fits my experience. Is that I'm already always online, so always online isn't a big deal for me. Although, you know, to be fair, I haven't also you know played any of these games that had horrible server issues. I mean, he does make a good point because he says, like, as soon as players don't have to worry, then they'll only start thinking about the benefits. You yeah. I mean, like, as soon as it's not an issue anymore. But I don't think we're there yet. Like, like the infrastructure in our country is terrible for broadband. So, like, people this people here aren't always online, you know. Um, it's really is, easy for you to say that in your Montreal, France land. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if uh, they Montreal's have... Montreal's in like, Canada, Eddie. Yeah. I know, yeah. France land. Yeah, France. okay. Friends, Francotopia. Um, I don't know. Does does Montreal have like that much better? And I don't think anywhere in North America has like that great internet. Like the the places that have really great internet connections are like Japan and parts of Europe. That and... one city in Iowa that has Google Fiber. <laughs> well, that's June the Austin. thing. That that's the thing. So Google Fiber is really interesting to me because part of what they talk about doing with Google Fiber, and obviously it'll take them years and years and years to do this, but as they expand, um, they're doing this deal where they're offering to hook up as many like libraries, schools, whatever. They want to get them on the system as like part of their infrastructure. But they also have this deal where um, say they're coming to Austin and I, I want them in my neighborhood, I can pay $300 for a construction fee and I get quote unquote free internet for seven years. Now it's like not as fast as the fastest Google Fiber. It's like what I can get right now from Time Warner. But, but it's free. That's crazy. But it's free. Yeah, so it's like you pay the startup cost, and I could totally see the kind of situation where a community could get together and be like, all right, you know, we're going to... this. Right. And think about that. What if we reach the point where, where Google Fiber or other services are, are like omnipresent <laughs> throughout the U.S.? Like that is totally the point where always online would be trivial, you know? Yeah, oh, cable companies have to be like flipping their shit that Google's doing this. Like, I wonder how how Time Warner's feels in Austin right now. 
you know. I'm sure because, they're yeah, because it's like how do you, how do you compete with free unless you're free? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't even do that. Well, and my my brother and I we pay for like a little bit extra to get like 10 meg download, I think. So we're paying like we don't we don't have TV, but we have really fast cable internet from Time Warner. So I think we're actually paying for like faster than you would get with the free Google thing. But dude, if 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 I'm still living in Austin when Google Fiber comes here, I am totally paying for the super fast Google Fiber. <laughs> like no question. <laughs> How much is that? Do they have they it's said like se- or no? 70 bucks a month. Oh, that's, yeah, that's about what I pay anyway. I pay yeah. like 50 or 60. Yeah, totally. And it's like that's jumping from what like 10 gig download or 10 meg download or whatever it is to like 100 or like a gigabit. That's crazy. Yeah. Absurd, absurdly fast. It's like, you know, the kind of shit that, that people get with like T1s or T2 lines. You know. So, Mitch, you say he's delusional. Where is all this rudeness coming from? Uh, well, being a to Canadian. To a fellow Canadian. Well, no, being a Canadian, I think people who live in Quebec suck. Okay. So, <laughs> you're just prejudiced against the Quebecois. I don't want to learn your stupid language. I live as far away from you as you can get in Canada. No, um, I just think he's delusional because like he thinks gamers are always re- ready for always online, but we are definitely not ready. <laughs> like if SimCity and all this stuff about Microsoft uh, last week is any indication, like gamers, the majority it seems, don't want always online stuff. We need to have that o- offline option. Well, in part I mean, of the, the problem- thing is, the thing is, it's coming. That's that's the well, I mean, yeah, Cl- I know. Cliffy it's... B wrote a whole thing about like it's gonna be here. They're gonna give it to us whether we want it or not. Like... Well, in in part of the problem that the definition of always online right now means that you try to play a game and the server won't let you. Like that. That's really like I I feel like when people think of always online for a game, they think of like Diablo three server problems, SimCity server problems, but like from a philosophical standpoint outside of trying to play a game that has server problems we're pretty much always online so so it's it's almost like a a you know marketing branding problem really is yeah. that the first the first thing people think of is server problems which is not really like despite the fact that they've probably been always online the entire rest of their time you know well yeah if you get those problems ironed out i'm sure nobody would have an issue with it like if the SimCity thing hadn't happened, if Diablo three hadn't happened, you'd get like always isolated pockets of people like complaining on the internet. But for the majority, people would be like, "Yeah, whatever, I'm online anyways." But because SimCity and Diablo happened, people are going like, "Well, they can't get their shit together." Like I don't want to have to deal with that every time a game comes out. So it's almost like gamers are ready, but developers aren't. Probably like every time EA launches a yeah, game they seem that involves incapable servers, of doing it in a way that screws people yeah <laughs> like do you remember when Battlefield 1943 came out it was basically unplayable for like a week yeah, wow, yeah. really yeah <clears throat> they kept having to like take down servers and stuff and you couldn't even get into games that's crazy yeah eventually they got it ironed out but for a game that is like exclusively multiplayer and then to like do it again like a couple years later just, yeah it's pretty bad I don't know, maybe... Okay, I changed my mind. <laughs> He's right that gamers are ready for Always Online. He's delusional if he thinks companies are ready for Always Online. I think... I, I, I actually agree with that, yeah. All I right. We're all we're all in agreement there. Lame. We should be arguing. Um, okay. Eddie, so, you're a butt. I am a butt. I have one. Bioshock uh, Infinite is the worst game I've ever played. Whoa, bro. No, it's not. <laughs> that. That's Portal 2. Manor, bro. Manor. Okay, so the next story is um, apparently uh, the new Gears and God of War games have underperformed, and so basically it's this whole thing of like, why are these video game sequels not doing so well? So, our fill in the blank is, video game sequels underperforming is blank. You gotta say who's going. (laughs) Me! I'm gonna say symbolic. Jeff? Duh! Uh, and I'm going to say is to be expected. Now, the flip side of this is that Bioshock Infinite is a sequel and has done very well, and Tomb Raider is a sequel and has done very well also. But there is a difference between, I feel, those sequels and the sequels that we're talking about. They're not mm. cash grab fillers for games that have already had their trilogy wrapped up this generation. Yep. Yeah. Yep, there you go. That's the thing. Like when you When you have a game and you've got its story arc and then you wrap it up and then you're just kind of releasing filler... I feel like you have to expect this. 
I kind of feel like if like, where does a God of War game go now? Like I really don't understand right. where a God of War game even in the next game he gets go. even angrier. Like how did the God of War trilogy wrap up? Did like he killed Kratos, everything? He killed every god and then he died or something. I don't know. Spoilers for God of War three. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. I'm just assuming that that's what happens. Like there was a lot of murdering and then maybe some dying. Um, yeah, yes, no, I think yes. Usually dying comes with murdering. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> usually, usually murder precedes dying. <laughs> In ninety nine percent of cases, <laughs> the the murder death ratio is one to one. Is what you're saying? Murder death kill. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, but you're totally right that there's a huge philosophical difference between. Um, games that are indistinguishable from the existing trilogy and Tomb Raider which is a complete reboot and one of the best games I've played so far this year and I wouldn't be surprised if I still think that by the end of the year that Tomb Raider is one of the best games I've played this year Dude, um, I love Tomb Raider yeah and and then Bioshock Infinite which sure it's it's a sequel but not in the games industry sequel terms it's it's like a spiritual sequel um, but it's so different from, like, I feel like they could have named it something else, even. Like, it, there's, stu there's stuff that's similar, like, you know, searching trash cans and finding a pineapple, <laughs> you know, but, uh, and, and a lot of the, the shooting mechanics, but there's so much of it that's not like the original Bioshock. So I could totally understand why those two games succeeded where... God of War 4, you know, prequel time. and Years of War 4. <laughs> pre, you know, other prequel. Yeah, it's like, re that's the other thing. Weren't they both prequels that, like, rehashed? Yes. Yeah. I mean, blech. <laughs> Can we please that's... just be done with prequels, just in general? Yeah, I mean, I would be, I'd be fine with a sequel. Like, that's the thing. What do you want to bet that if they had made a genuine sequel... That started a new storyline somehow. Like it, I wouldn't be surprised if the Gears universe it would be easier to start a new storyline. Like I haven't finished three, but I'm assuming that there's. Oh yeah, well I mean that's what Halo know. did. Halo started a new series, you know, like just a new yeah. storyline yeah. and kicked off a new trilogy, you know. Or or like you know, so maybe Gears could start off a new trilogy. That would have been smarter, but. God of War, you would probably have to do the same kind of like, you know, spiritual sequel type of thing where it's like, you know, same mechanics, same basic idea, but not the same exact premise. <laughs> like do a new character, do a different kind of like uh, mythology, you know. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. I don't know. Got to be a way to do it. Yeah, they should do a Norse mythology game and call it Too Human or something. That's done well before. <laughs> Until right. you said to until you until you said to human, it I was just like North Pistol. Yeah, that would totally be cool. I was gonna say, yeah, there should be one where he has to kill the twelve apostles of Jesus. No, that wouldn't work. That's Bio oh, that, that, Bio that Bioshock guy. And that's Bioshock <laughs> Infinite too. <laughs> Have you seen that Saturday Night Live thing where it's Christoph Waltz as Jesus? No, oh, that sounds awesome. And it's, and it's directed by Quentin Tarantino. And it's, oh, really? And they Dang. do, and it's like, oh, God, what is it? Now I have to, now I have to go find it. It's probably not on YouTube. It's probably on Hulu. But, but yeah, I Christoph, what it, Christoph Waltz uh, is hilarious. He's 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 amazing. Oh, it's it's Jesus spelled D J E S U S, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a uh, Jesus uncrossed. Wow, that's pretty amazing. That's, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Like, what do you what do you think they're gonna like? Do you think they're going to try and make another Gears or God of War game? Like, oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Th those seem like franchises that they don't want to let die, you know. So they're going to have to figure out some way to make them relevant again. I hope they're willing to do something as as uh, crazy as the Tomb Raider or uh, Bioshock Infinite stuff, you know. I mean, I kind of like how like comic books. Um, you know, they'd have runs by specific writers and specific artists, and it wouldn't necessarily be a reboot, but but every artist would put their own stamp on it, and and that's kind of why I, I I don't necessarily I know there are going to be more Batman movies that aren't Christopher Nolan because they're never going to let that franchise die. 
why can't that also be true about games? Like that's that's actually one of the things I like about the Call of Duty games that they have, you know, alternating creators who have a certain style that they they go for. You know, whether or not the actual games have have been good, um, I still think it's way more interesting. You know, if you're going to try and annualize something, you know, l- let your teams put a stamp on it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, uh, we've got one more. Although the cast has been running for about an hour now, do we want to eh. do another one, Mitch? Or yeah, we could probably call it quits. Probably go. Wow, you're just ready to throw in the towel. I mean, all right. All, well, all, I feel all like I everyone's say... going to be super posy on the next one. Yeah, we we're going to talk I'm, about. I'm never going to play Link to the Past two. If you guys want to talk well, about the, it, we it's should. on a 3ds. So we were going to we were going to do a blank, but I guess we all would have said it's neat. Yeah. Uh, Anthony would have said something like orgasmic. You know, yeah, um, bonerific. Bonerific, you know, fantastic. Um, <laughs> let's all say bonerific. I mean, so here's the thing: I never played Link to the Past because I didn't have a Super Nintendo, but I watched my friend play a bit of it, and it looked awesome. But I'm never going to play it. I'm never going to buy a 3DS. Listen, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to trade in my 360, and I'm going to get a 3DS because of Pokemon, and also now this. Oh, nice! So yeah. you're pretty excited then? Yeah. Well, and also if I got enough money, Battlefield Four, but whatever. See, my thing is about my 360 is that I still have like six or seven games on it that I haven't finished. I'm, I'm tempted to trade mine in like hardcore, especially right now because GameStop's offering an extra 50 bucks. Right. So I can get 150 bucks for it, and I barely use it right now. Yeah. Like, barely. I know. Yeah, I'm not using it much either, but that's the thing. Like, I still have Red Dead Redemption, which you can't get on PC. I have Skyrim, which I am two thirds of the way through the campaign. I have. You can finish that in like a night. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually am. Yeah, if I, if I sat down over a weekend and just did campaign stuff in Skyrim, I could probably finish it. Um, Resident Evil Six. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I have? I have like maybe Gears of War Three. Oh, Deus Ex. I know you can get Deus Ex for the PC, but I had actually put like a decent amount of time into it. Like that's the thing. Like the only way I would trade in my 360 is if I finished the games that are exclusive to console or that I'd put in enough time in and then I'd, I would still end up rebuying things that I hadn't finished so I'm probably not going to trade it in It's it sucks though because like you know I'm just far enough into Skyrim and Deus Ex that I, I feel like I should finish them with those playthroughs but Red Dead Redemption I haven't touched in so long like I kind of want to just start it fresh I mean, I had done some missions, but I just don't remember anything about it. Yeah. See, I, I don't know. I, I, I keep going back and forth on it. The only thing I use it for is like Netflix and Amazon Instant, but you could do both of those on the PS3. So right. yep. it's just what I'm used to is the only reason I'm using it. Yeah. I like the I like the interface on the PS3 better. Though. That's what I've heard. I, I've always liked the, the Netflix interface better, and I think the Amazon one's pretty nice too. So yeah. I don't know. And, and I mean, I use my PS3 for, you know, watching Blu-rays or DVDs and stuff like that. I actually don't have very many physical PS3 games anymore. I have, like, Demon Souls on a Ratchet & Clank game um, and Final Fantasy XIII. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I, most, yeah, I know, I know. Most of my uh, PS3 games are digital because of PSN Plus, you know? Like, I, I have a bunch of stuff I downloaded. So I have, like, Infamous 2 and... I actually have a digital copy of Demon Souls now because that was that was free this last month, um, and shitload of, of other stuff. I, I have Saints Row Two, a digital copy that I, I had forgotten that it was even in my account. I don't know. I, I I definitely have no desire to ever trade in my PS3, but I I understand being tempted by the 360. Like if I could finish those games, I would trade it in. Cool deal. Well, I think that is it for the cast. We'll have to save our video game developer draft for another time, Mitch. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I think that'll be good. It'll be good. We just need to we, flesh it out a we, little bit. We need to save it for a two, three-man cast, because it'd probably be hard with four or five people. Yeah. That's what I say about my orgies. Nope. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we'll just end it on that. Uh, if you want to follow <laughs> us on Twitter, twitter.com slash gamersushi. Follow me, twitter.com slash Revis. Go rate and review the podcast on iTunes. If you want to follow Anthony, he's twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. Nick is twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. I am twitter.com slash mi7ch. No, you're not. Jeff? And I am twitter.com slash unsquare. And next next week, uh, or whenever we get around to it, is going to be... The Drunk Cast. Is the Drunk Cast. The Drunk Cast. The Drunk Cast. So I am look, look, look forward to that, uh, the Purple Sharpie. 
<laughs> I am twitter.com slash Canada Facts. <laughs> really, all I do is retweet stats Canada now, so. <laughs> Alright, we're all gonna watch this jingle and cross thing together right now. Waiting there for me, yes, I do.